0: Exploring the word of God together allows us to share in the joy that comes from discovering the words of hope and salvation which overflow from our Bibles. Upper Room Media presents to you this educational, enlightening and entertaining Bible study. Prepare to be transformed. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, and God. Amen. We're continuing the book of Song of Songs Chapter 6 verse 11 Just want to quickly review What's happening So we all kind of are aware So we talked about The human soul Going through different stages In its relationship with God We talked about After the soul have married The Lord Marriage means there's a lot more commitment Toward God The soul feels like I only live to fulfill God's purpose. The sin that the soul fell into was lukewarmness. What is lukewarmness saying that I'm asleep but my heart is awake? Like I'm doing good and I'm my heart is with God, but that caused the soul to be lazy and to reject the invitation of God. When the Lord came to the soul, He found her not willing to sacrifice not willing to open the door for him so the soul went through a period of she's seeking the Lord but she couldn't find him she's running after him but he was not she was not able to find him and it was a tough period for the human soul we saw that she went to speak to the clergy and the clergy kind of unleashed the veil of pride and the veil of self-righteousness and then she started talking to the saints and last time we said what helped the human soul was that the saints encouraged her to speak about her beloved like why are you seeking him so she started talking about who is her beloved and then finally she met her beloved and the surprise was even though she fell through all these sins that her beloved started to praise her and talk to her just as he used to. There was no change. Now, today, we'll spend a lot of time on verse 11. She said, I went down to the garden of nuts to see the virtue of the valley, to see whether the vine had budded and the pomegranate had bloomed. So, in the book of Song of Solomon. The, the human soul talks about three different gardens that she has gone through. One, you'll find it in the first garden was in chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. The second garden was in uh, chapter 4, verse 13. And the third garden is what we see today. So each garden is representing a season in a spiritual life. And that's what i want to talk about today actually our spiritual life is seasons and each season is related to a garden that we go through and what's the rule that guides all these seasons is that god is the one who dictates the season not me and it's important for me to embrace and understand each season so i be able to allow God fully to work in my heart. So how many seasons we have? Four. This is just the regular seasons that we have, just like the, the regular seasons we have for the weather. So the first garden in, 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 uh, in the book of Psalms, uh, Song of Psalms, the chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, let's read it quickly. It says, for lo, the winter is past. Okay, the season of the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come. The voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The victory puts forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes. So the first actually season in the spiritual life, we call it the spring season. Spiritual life begins with what? With spring. Why does the spiritual life begins with spring season? Because this is the season when the spiritual life gets filled with the grace of God. What happens when the human soul gets filled with the grace of God? It becomes longing for repentance, and repentance almost becomes naturally to the human soul. When we enjoy the grace of God, spiritual canons don't become difficult. they so easy the 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 human soul feels the presence of god all the time sometimes you see people be like you know abuna i want to quit my job just to sit with god it's a season of what spring the presence of god is there god is clear it's so beautiful to the point that the soul might feel it's imp- it's almost impossible to be prideful it's impossible to leave the the the, the presence of god it's impossible to be away from God during that period. It's a period of initial grace where nothing evil seems possible. But what's the problem at this stage? There are a few things that the soul falls into that are problematic. The first one is the soul might fall into the trap of wanting everyone to be perfect. So a lot of time at this initial grace stage when we're so close to God and God is, brings, brings us so close to Him, I want everybody to be perfect. Why are people not talking about God? Why are people not doing this? Why are people not doing that? And it's almost one of the weakness that the human soul could fall into in that stage. Also sometime, what happens in that stage of initial grace if the souls sin she feels so much pain not because she has sinned but because she does not see herself as beautiful as she used to see herself are you guys following or no okay so we're saying the spiritual life starts with what season the spring season when the grace comes and brings us and people who enjoy the grace, they feel like, you know, wow, they're on cloud nine. They're so happy. Everything is so beautiful. God is so close. I can read the Bible as much as I can. I can pray so much. I could do all this stuff. But then what's, what's, the, what's the, the warfare or the mistakes that people fall into in that period? They feel like everybody should be perfect. Why people are not doing the same thing I'm doing? That's a big problem. The second thing is, if they fall into sin, they get so sad not because they felt but because they used to see themselves so close and so holy and so beautiful now they start seeing themselves in a bad way this has becomes um, becomes a problem that she falls out of self-love like her sadness in that period is not out of virtue or out of love to god but more of self-love okay This period of initial grace, the Lord is constantly seeking the soul. He gives her so many favors and so many love to the point that the soul is like, you know, feels like I could uh, could talk to God 24-7. Sometimes what happens when people are in that stage is that they become almost wanting to talk about spiritual things all the time to the point that they might turn off people around them. That's why this sometimes requires a bit more of wisdom and how I channel the grace that I have in the right times, in the right places. A lot of times, people at that stage, they start sharing with people all the graces and the gifts that God has given them. And eventually that becomes a problem later on in their life. With the initial grace, with the spring season, it's very important to be careful about what I share. So it's very important to be careful about my expectations of others. Because it's a period where God's carrying me fully it's easy for tears to flow it's easy for me to speak about God it's easy for me to serve spend hours no pain nothing sometimes also people fall into the trap of being disagreeable and feel like you know I'm so favored by God so they, they disagree with people, or they start trying to do things to be noticed. Sometimes people in this in this specific stage, they make spiritual life look ridiculous. You know, they stand and he and gestures with his hands excessively, or makes excessive noises. There, there are they are given grace from God, but sometimes they start to immaturely act in a certain ways so this period has beauty but has what has some traps that i have to be careful about okay and that's really important now one of the things that we want to know about this period which actually might make some us sad is that this period are the soul is very 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 weak it's actually incapable of enduring any pain anything beside grace would scare them anything beside grace would eh, scare them the soul is like anemic it doesn't have strong iron in it and because the soul in that season, in that in that spring season, uh, sees all these graces, sometimes she thinks of herself as a holy person. So this is what this is the spring season. Every person gets a taste of the spring season. Every person. People go to a mission trip, go to a monastery trip. All of a sudden. God touches their hearts and they become on fire and they feel like, you know, I can turn the world upside down. If I want me to get martyr today, I can get martyr today. Like, you know, you just feel like I can go all out. But in reality, the soul is extremely weak and the soul can fall into so many traps, including expecting perfections from others, including if they fall into sin, they, they look down upon themselves because of their self-love they look at the, the um, they start sometime communicating too much of what god has given them remember in the book of song of songs at the very beginning the soul says god is mine at the end of the book she says what i am his at the beginning the soul sees god almost as an addition to the soul at the end of the life, the soul sees itself as part of God. For this specific stage, all what it does shows how weak the soul is, but it's almost an initiation to a relationship with God. It's also an initiation, an invitation for God to bring me to Him. Remember, the rule in the spiritual seasons is that I have to accept the season I am in. And I have to see what God is doing in each season. I don't say I want a different season than what God gave me doesn't work what's after spring summer okay summer we all love summer but in the old days they didn't like summer very much why because summer is hot very hot and people have to drink a lot of water they don't have beaches to go to so summer you talk about the heat of the day in the summer so what happens in the summer period the summer period is the soul actually start acquiring many virtues, okay, but God in this period humbles the soul by showing her that she is nothing. She start getting in touch with her weakness and understanding her ability. And also in inability, inability. And she also starts kind of to admire the goodness of God, the power of God, the holiness of God. So the period of the summer, it's more of a period where I get to know myself more. You know, like um, if you go to a place where people don't know you, don't know anything about you. you will learn a lot about yourself because when people don't know you they treat you as you are a flesh like a clean slate they might show you respect they might not the perception that you think people have of you is not even there So it's almost like you're rediscovering who you are. Quite often when we are in an environment where where we're around the same people over and over again, we become so good at building a perception of what other people think of us. And the way that we think people see us Kind of gives us a false sense of self righteousness and pride. Summer time where God tries to break that a bit more. The soul starts to practice virtue. God will open in front of the soul unknown path to virtue. Unknown path to virtue. I was sharing with some of the youth the other day a story that one of the monks shared with me. He told me like one day he was going to talk to his friend, one of his, one of his brothers, the monks. And when he talked to him, this monk was having a bad day. I guess he started yelling at him, embarrassing him in front of the workers. For, for this monk, went back to his cell, very upset. I just got insulted, humiliated in front of workers and I didn't do anything. He told me he spent the rest of the day praying for hours until God helped him to forgive the situation and filled his heart with love. He said the next morning, they brought in somebody who was demon possessed, and they told him, "Abuna, we've went to different fathers; nobody could cast him out. Can you just pray for him?" He told me, "The moment I prayed for him, the demon came out." And later on, he told me that the Lord put in his heart that the main reason the demon came out is because he forgave his brother the night before. God opens unknown path of virtues in the summertime. With God, actually, it works the opposite. He asks you for faithfulness before he tells you what he will give you. It's not like the world. The world gives you a job offer. You'll make that much money. These are your benefits. These are the expectations. With God, it's different. You're like, I want you to do this. What is it I'm going to get in return? I'm not going to tell you. Also, in the time of the summer, the soul kind of start to learn to surrender more to God. She starts begging him not to leave her. The soul also starts stops or no longer daydreams you know like in the, in the spring season with so much graces there's so many daydreaming in the summer time the soul does not daydream as much because the consolation from God is not consistent he comes to console and disappears he comes to console and he, disappears She starts to slowly understand That her main goal is to love God and only God Because our Lord will show himself and hides show himself and hide Now I want you to listen to the next two points about the summer summer usually the longest period of interior life it's the hardest and the most difficult in the development of the spiritual life and what's the second point about the summer summer is the school of the Saints summer is the school of the Saints souls that want to rebuild and do not accept the work that the Lord is doing for them in the summer period. They will be undone. God will not perfect them before they die. So summer time, longest period in our spiritual life, but it is the school of the saints. The most important virtue in that period of summertime is humility. The most important virtue in that summertime is humility. Why? Because the devil comes at this time of summer and fights us with what? Lack of trust in God. Doubts. Fatigue. Confusion. Confusion. Prayer in the summertime becomes dry and it requires fighting. If I am not grounded in humility, I will give up quickly. Each virtue will take its toll may work a little bit more on self-control more on dealing with boredom more on how to control your imagination the devil will fight you with discouragement a lot in this period humility is the most important virtue in this period sometimes people in the summertime some of the saints would say they produce like rotten fruit of hypocrisy. Well, they put on a veil of false piety. But in reality, they don't practice what they preach. But the most common problem of the summertime is people getting tired. I'm tired of the spiritual struggle. I'm tired of prayer. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. That's the school of the saints. You want to become a saint, you must pass through summer. I remember a long time ago, uh, I was moving somewhere far and I was gonna be by myself and there's no church nearby. I remember my father of confession at that time, he told me, when you are alone in a place where it's only you and God, God puts you in a place where he kills a lot of things inside of you so he may bring fruit. If you guys remember the parable of the mustard seed when the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like somebody who took a mustard seed put it on the ground and it died and then it produced fruits do not be scared from summer time but do not also forget to understand which season you're in because i could be in the summer season and what most people do I, I, I remember when i was in the spring i don't pray as much i used to pray i used to feel the presence i used to do this i used to do this i used to do this I, I I. that's a different season the season, in the spring, then you were very weak. God was carrying you 24-7. You're not going to grow? No, I want the time where everything was so, so easy. But when is it that you're going to understand the things that you need to bring to God to transform? We have to be careful. Spring, after comes summer time. Summer is one of the longest periods in our spiritual life. The second garden that the book of Song of Psalms talked about is in chapter 413. It says, your plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, fragrant henna with spike nord. No, uh, this is representing almost the autumn period right after the summer There's the autumn period that comes and this is the period where the fruits start ripening to the point where they kind of dripping the soul have tasted our lord jesus christ if the summer have gone well, the autumn will be so beautiful, the fruits will be wonderful, because what happens in that time is that the soul becomes very firm in God after the summer period, that nothing makes her afraid. And nothing moves her steadfastness in her relationship with God. What moves the soul in the period of autumn? As we saw, the seas of myrrh. Basically, what moves her is suffering. But she understands that suffering is an expression of love. In this period, the soul forgets herself, herself intends to give herself and to communicate herself, not with the danger and the effects of springtime, but with complete humility. In this period, you find the soul is zealous for other souls and for the glory of God. The impact of vanity on the soul at this point is very minor. And a lot of times in the autumn period, the soul would, not, would actually be sad when people praise her. And the, by the way, there's a difference between people act sad when people praise them and difference between people truly and deep inside. It hurts them when people, not because they're angry, but because they recognize their nothingness. And this season the soul actually any source of humiliation she doesn't even notice it she actually rejoices in it she takes a lot of joy to sacrifice her for those herself for those who do not sacrifice themselves in autumn period because of the fruits have grown so much that she wants to sacrifice herself for people who do not sacrifice. Her prayer becomes full of enlightenment. It's not a normal prayer. The cross itself becomes her own dream. What comforts her is the cross. She always feels that she is imperfect for the love of God. The autumn period is a beautiful period, because in the summertime, doing the acts of love require sacrifice. They seem painful, they seem difficult. In the autumn time, they become very natural and people feel I haven't done anything I wish I could do more and you find them very compassionate even for those who do not care even for those who do not want to sacrifice that's an important season in our spiritual life. Sometimes the soul in the spirit, her biggest problem is that sometimes she allows herself to be drawn by her own likes and desires. Like sometime the soul in the spirit be like, you know, I like this, I don't like this, and she start sometimes slipping into her own choices not what god puts on her in a careless way it's not like something intentional but in a careless way now the last season this is where the third garden that we're talking about here she says here the, the garden of nuts so the walnuts by the way if you remember the walnuts is it has a as a bitter outer shell but inside the nuts itself is so beautiful it's almost like it reminds us of the Word of God. From outside it seems like distasteful to the careless. People who read the Word of God carelessly or for wrong reasons, sometimes it doesn't doesn't taste good. But when they when they move the shell, they start and allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of them, they start seeing the sweetness of the spirit. So what happens in the winter season this is the last season is the soul is ready to be purified to the higher order Love and the winter se- the, the, the love of the winter season makes the soul most pure most pure She loves God not because of gratitude to what he has done but not because of this lovey-dovey stuff, but it's the purest form of love. If you ever heard one of the saints says, if there were no heaven, I would still love you. This is kind of where the soul reaches. Love to her becomes more stronger than death. In the wintertime, this is a beautiful thing about the wintertime. The soul rushes to remove all obstacles between God, between her and God, without self-pitying and without giving feeling that she's carrying a cross. So in the winter season, the soul does not pity herself. Or, you know, like people be like, oh, I'm carrying a cross, I'm carrying a cross. No. She feels like, "I want to be so in love with God. I want to have the purest form of God with God, that any obstacle, I just want to move quickly. And usually, the soul finds a lot of comfort and silence and solitude and quietness. A lot of times also the winter season challenges the soul a bit with the same thing as a summer um, sometime a very harsh winter can causes the soul to get really tired and she can still practice or experience a lot of abandonment during this time but she's more willing to be purified by God and then once you have so your life our life goes through these seasons they start spring summer autumn winter spring summer autumn winter and each season if you follow it right becomes more intense more intense the fruit that comes out becomes stronger Then there comes at some point a union with God that only a thread of life stands between you and heaven. I'm sharing that with you because a lot of people are confused about what's happening in my spiritual life. and. The biggest mistake that people make is they want to look backwards. Everybody looks back at their springtime with God. Thinking that I used to be better than today. And fall into discouragement. But each season is different. And even in the season of the summer or the winter, when I don't feel the presence of God much as much, one of the Western saints, she said something beautiful, she said, when God is most absent, he's most present. When God, when I don't feel his presence the most, he's next to me the most. Because he knows That I am suffering and I am learning and growing and I need him the most. One of the saints says, My Jesus, I understand well that perfection consists not in the fact that you command me to carry out these great works for you. Oh no, the soul's greatness does not consist in this, but in great love for you. Or oh, Jesus, in the depth of my soul, I understand that the greatest ach- achievements cannot compare with one act of pure love for you. The greatest achievement cannot compare with one act of pure love for you. Somebody says, "I built a church for God." Great achievement. That I organized a wonderful mission trip. A wonderful achievement. The I did this all these work are nothing compared to an act of pure love for God and how we we'll reach purity going through the seasons. One of the things that um, we talked about in the in the in the graduate retreat when Abuna mentioned that our spiritual life is a journey from the mind to the heart. How does the mind, how does the heart start realizing all the things that the mind has? Unless it's aware of the seasons and goes through them. So now the soul that we're talking about, she's in the winter season. This is a season where she becomes very beautiful, more pure. Look what she says in verse 15. She says, Before I was even aware, my soul had made me as a chariot of my noble people. Wow. You see, in the winter, because she suffered and she's running after God, even though she started with lukewarmness, but she kept kept faithful and trying and running after him and all this stuff. She said, she said, I became, my soul have become like a chariot. A willing chariot bore a willing people. She she was willing to follow God and her soul became like a chariot carrying God. That's why in Matthew, chapter 4 it says in the kingdom of God is it as if a man should scatter a seed on the ground and it should sleep, he should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how this is a key part about the spiritual life I do not know how God is changing what's happening inside of me But he's changing. It's a mystery that's happening. And you can look at this similar to what happened in the day of Pentecost. When all the time, all of a sudden the apostles started to have the Holy Spirit and started to be transformed and the whole, their whole life were transformed. So the soul start bearing fruits that she says, but even, I, but before I was even aware, like she didn't even understood what, what's coming. My soul had made me as a chariot of my noble people. See the beauty of the spiritual life. If I am always obsessed with how to become great and how to do this and how to do this, I'll never come because that's not the goal. The goal is God. And when the soul became so obsessed with the Lord, without knowing she became a chariot full of fire. One of the saints you're saying talks about how God can come all of a sudden. She says, Good Friday. Jesus catches up my heart into the flame of his love. This was during the prayer. All of a sudden, the divine presence invaded me and I forgot everything else. Jesus gave me to understand how much he had suffered for me. This lasted a very short time and an intense yearning, a longing to love God took over. That's what happens when the soul becomes faithful in its relationship with God. A change, a sudden change that happens. Now, this is what the soul spoke when, the, when, the, when God kind of praised the soul. The soul said, you know, I went to the garden of nuts to see the green valley, to see all these things. She talked about her winter experience when she became so pure in her love. And she says all of a sudden before i know it i became a chariot this is a soul that just came out of lukewarmness now look what happened in verse seven uh, verse 13 now the beloveds or the people of jerusalem pulled her return return O shulamite return return that we may look upon you and then the shulamite responded what would you see in a shulamite as it were the dance of two camps what is she saying here first of all what's the word shulamite mean shulamite is feminine for sholomon or solomon it's actually the feminine name for peace her husband is the king of peace the first time she receives the name of her husband's She became his image. So they're telling her uh, when she became like a chariot, full of power, full of lights. She became like the king of peace, so pure. They're telling her, come, come. We want to just look at you. We want to see this. You became so beautiful. Return, return. But then look what she responded. What would you see in the Shulamite? What are you going to see me in me? What are you going to see in me? As it were the dance of the two camps. She's telling them, you're not going to look at me. I am two and one. She's now one with the Lord. You see this in Solomon 6, 9, Song of Psalms, My dove, my perfect one is the only one the only one of her mother, the favorite one who bore her. The daughter saw her and called her blessed the queens and the concubines, and they praised her. You will see also what's so beautiful is that the two, if we look at the Shunammite as a church, When she says the two camps, sometimes the two camps could represent the church in heaven and the church on earth. So the end of her perfection as we move on, she finally gets the name that makes her belong to God. She becomes a version of God, an image of Christ the feminine name of a of peace so it's important for us as we watch this human soul get purified and grow i have to look at my life and be careful about the wars of discouragement the wars of confusion not getting a sense of direction where i am beating myself so much out of self pity or out of like thinking of myself so great there's a season and there's a purpose and there's a goal and all people who are called to life with god will go through them and the ultimate goal is i become what a chariot of fire named the shulamite the peace just like the king of peace and glory be to god forever and ever